0: If you dare.
2: This is v Sin Tonight with veteran handicappers
3: Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v Sin, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Tiger Woods makes his return to the PGA Tour. Wes Reynolds, would you call round one a success for Tiger or no?
3: I don't know if I'd call it a success. He didn't embarrass himself. Or he, anything, did he did on the 18th. He did on the 18th, uh, but, you know, got off to a solid start. Uh, at least in his round on the uh, front nine. I think he was... Uh,
1: he birdied the first hole. Yeah, right.
3: he was He was out in 34, so one under par, and then kind of traded bird, birdies and bogeys back and forth, uh, uh, made uh, two late bogeys and only one birdie down the stretch, birdied the par five, so he finishes 38 on the backside, 72 for Tiger Woods today. So one over par, hit the ball off the tee fairly solid, uh, but, but just... Never, never really got it going with the Potter, and he never really has his entire career here, uh, to be honest. But, uh, look, I I thought, okay, round. And, look, this is not an easy golf course, despite the fact that 7-under ended up being the – the uh, first-round lead, that being Patrick Cantlay. More on him in a minute. But uh, uh, Tiger just didn't scramble very well, I think, uh, in terms of the fairways. Uh, 8 of 14 fairways hit, but that's actually usually above average here. It was 10 of 18 greens in regulation, but lost tee to green and uh, finishes at 1 over T49, which the number that's going to make the cut is 50 and ties, whoever is tied in inside that top 50 and then uh, there is a 10 shot rule here uh, Mm -hmm. as well 10 shots off the lead so uh, it would be
1: really bad this week not to make the cut
3: yeah if that were today uh, I believe 3 over would be the cut and I think that there were only uh, 4 players uh, below that mark today
1: props up at the Westgate Superbook on uh, Tiger Woods performance, DraftKings has got some up too, Tiger um, finish position for the tournament, 45 and a half. You say he's tied for 49th right now. Will Tiger make the cut? Yes, minus 130 in that range. And right now, he's uh, tight roping the cut line. Yeah. First round score by Tiger, 71 and a half. And uh, the over was shaded minus 120.
3: twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So, uh, but but Tiger Woods won over a couple of the other players that won over of note. Uh, uh, Sahif Fagala, Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar, Cameron Young, Justin Thomas one over Max Homa two over Rory McIlroy three over Matt Fitzpatrick four over so a uh, little little bit surprising there but uh but you did see some class emerge at the top Patrick Cantlay uh by the way your uh, overnight leader at seven under par uh, uh very good round for Cantlay did not go bogey free did make one bogey at the 16th actually had it out to eight under par at one time and then uh Three-way tie for second, Luke List, Cam Davis, Jason Day at six under. Will Zalatoris, Tom Hoagie, Jordan Spieth, who I believe was group with Cam late today, uh, minus five. And then rounding out the top ten, on Adam Svensson at four under par. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, he's another big story here. Three under par, gains everywhere, gains off the tee, and and, and, and always, always seems to do that, especially on approach. I think he was third for uh, strokes gained off the tee in this field today. But you look at what happened with Scotty Scheffler, fifth worst, I believe, in the field, and actually Rory was a little bit worse, minus two point five nine with the putter for Scotty Scheffler. So that's why that's why he's always such a close price because when he hadn't even teed off in Cantley, I was looking at some of the live numbers and Cantley, I think, was uh, uh six under at the time. And they were like equal price. But, you know, because Scotty I think eagled one, so it's like, okay, then he becomes the favorite and You know, never really got it going on the back nine.
1: Uh, He can get it going. He can. He always worries me. One thing I thought about, you know, in handicapping this event, Wes, is I wasn't crazy about betting on the players who spent the week in uh, Phoenix, at Scottsdale at the Phoenix Open, because that was a long week, Mm -hmm. a a lot of weather delays, bad weather over there. And I thought maybe the guys who were rested last week and didn't play in the Phoenix Open might have an advantage at Riviera this week.
3: Well, you're and seeing
1: Scotty had a tough week. In you're Phoenix seeing that Open. a little
3: bit with Cantlay, Zalatoris, a yeah. couple other guys. Jordan Spieth, by the way, did play. Uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, uh, very good around the green. Didn't really hit the ball very well. Uh, missed missed a lot of fairways. I think he only hit six of fourteen fairways today. But when he gained uh, almost four strokes combined putting in around the green, that's Jordan Spieth's bread and butter. You know, that's where he typically is going to gain. So uh, you did have some guys that played last week. Uh, uh, The guys that were rested, I thought, uh, uh, did very well. Zalatoris, by the way, disappointing back nine. And he's on my card this week, too, at 55-1. to Had a 29 on the front nine. And then just couldn't get it going on the back. 37 in. So uh, does shoot a good round of 66, though. But I I like what I saw out of Will Zalatoris today. I think he is very much... uh, on his way back, you know, having missed that time, obviously with the back surgery, he was uh, I think seventh in the world in the world rankings in the OWGR uh, last year at this time when he left Riviera. He's now fifty fourth because oh. he didn't play because of inactivity. But this is a guy I felt he was a little bit of a uh, underrated this week in the market, a little bit of a bargain because he doesn't have that recent form. But he's a guy that's played very well here before, and certainly did today.
1: We'll see if he can do it for four rounds. I wonder about his uh, endurance.
3: Certainly, certainly. and He's going to uh, hold up for the weekend. And Tiger Woods, by the way, speaking of that, he was uh, – I wonder if Tiger can hold up for the weekend. He was saying he was dealing with some back, back spasms back. near the end of the round.
1: Now, Here's the one thing about Tiger. We all love him being part of the PGA Tour and what he brings to these events and it creates betting action and interest and everything. I'm getting so sick of the injury excuses every time he hits a bad shot. Yeah, And today he shanks one into the tree on 18. And in his press conference afterwards, uh, you know, I had back spasms. Mm-hmm. It's never anything well, but. You my know. arm. Yeah, exactly. My arm. Judge Smales, right? Oh, what the devil. <laughs> He's always got an excuse. It's always some sort of injury or something when he doesn't play well. And I'm getting tired of that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, look, he had
1: back spasms that caused him to shank it into the tree. Because he was saying how
3: healthy he was and, right. and all that. Uh he was uh, fine so... before
1: the day, but uh, apparently he got back spasms right before he shanked it into the tree.
3: What Was that yeah. uh, that that uh, movie? Uh, was that called uh, Biodome with Paulie Shore, where he goes? I think I broke my pancreas. I don't remember that movie. Okay, I think it was, Bi- I mean, was Bioworld, Sh- the or Encino Man. I can't remember which I'm one.
1: Not a Paulie Shore fan. So Heath Thigala was one of those guys who played last week in Phoenix. Where remember I said I th- he thought he looked fatigued in the final round. Yeah, and he was. He, he was showed slicing, it today and, he uh, was and slicing I, and drives and just didn't have it on uh, Sunday.
3: Because he was he was he was one of mine uh, this week uh, as well. So not the best start, but look, half can't lay in, in pretty solid shape. Tony Finau, he was kind of a disappointment to end at one under par. That was not happy. considering the fact that uh, Eagle uh, the first I believe hole. I believe he was at. Uh, yeah, he was, at, he was at four under through 10, and uh, three under through 12, gave one back, and then made three straight bogeys. He was bogey fee now today uh, as he finishes at one under. Some of the players at one under, by the way, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Xander Shuffley, uh, uh Nick Taylor, the winner last week in Phoenix, Hoygard, uh, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, a lot of players. Victor Hovland also at one under. Victor Hovland actually got off to a really hot start. He was four under through eleven and then ends up, this back nine was a lot tougher for these guys because I'm seeing a lot of big numbers here on the back nine. That front nine, you can always get off to a really good start there at Riviera because you mm-hmm. got that par five that's just over 500 yards, and you birdie that first or maybe eagle it, you, and you got a short par four right after that. You can get off. You'll see a lot of guys get off to two under starts in their round, and then, of course, it starts to bite back uh, as you uh, make that turn, especially on the 10th hole.
1: All right, we'll talk about some of the players to uh, keep an eye on in round two as we head into the weekend in the uh, Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. But It's actually in uh, Pacific Palisades. I've never been to that course. If all these courses on the West Coast i have been to, I've never been to that one. And it's not my favorite tournament to watch on the West Coast swing either.
3: Well, I, I actually do like the course because, I like it, because but it's, it's not a, my favorite. it's a little bit more strategic. I think, uh, you know, it's longer than you think, though. People think it's a short course. It is (laughs) 7,300 yards. But, uh, uh, yeah, right there in uh, Pacific Palisades, uh, uh, just uh, on the uh, west side of uh, Los Angeles. So very familiar course. Obviously, has hosted a lot of majors. Uh, It's going to host the Olympics in uh, in 2028 out there in L.A.
1: We talked about Tiger's uh, first score prop. It was 71 and a half. He was one over. That's seventy-two. It's par seventy-one of course. So yes. He went over his first-round score, uh, and there was, I think, sharper money on over on Tiger and that Hazel rocket
3: account. ended up making the difference. Uh,
1: yeah, the shank into the tree. Well, the back spasms, Wes.
3: The well. backs, yeah, the spasms as well.
1: Caitlin Clark update. Uh, you're not going to confuse Pacific Palisades with Iowa City, but uh, big news tonight out of college. Women, women's college hoops, Caitlin Clark set the women's D1 scoring record. She had a career-high 49 points. The prop on uh, Caitlin Clark's points tonight, 35-and-a-half. She flies over that with 28 in the first half. And, Wes, uh, like I said earlier today, I would only bet the over on Caitlin Clark in a situation like this. You had to know she was going for the record, and she's going for a big number tonight. And I would assume the books took a little bit of a loss on this one. Not that you take a lot of women's – college basketball betting action, but I would got to think a heavy ticket count um, on the over on Caitlin Clark. I will say
3: card. I think the handle on women's basketball is actually going to be higher come tournament time, largely because of Caitlin Clark. Uh, uh, you're going to have m- more shops, I think, offer in the women's tournament, and I think that that's good. And women's basketball, I think, uh, a lot more competitive, even though you still got South Carolina who's still undefeated. They get a big win at Tennessee tonight. And uh, they are the overall number one seed. I think they did the pre-bracket tonight. Like they do, you know, reveal some of the top seeds in South Carolina, of course, would be number one. So Caitlin Clark uh, right now. 3,528 points. Uh, that breaks Kelsey Plum's NCAA Women's Division One scoring record. The all-time women's basketball record in college, though, Lynette Woodard out of Kansas, thirty-six forty-nine. I think that's going to get broken probably by the end of the regular Steven season.
1: Clark is 99 points shy of Pistol Pete Maravich.
3: Yeah, 36-67 uh, uh, is the mark for Pistol Pete.
1: She's going to get that because she's got a lot of games left to play. All right, we'll uh, talk a little bit more golf, betting, NBA, and college hoops after a quick break here on B tonight.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: This is VSIN tonight with
3: Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network.
1: If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You get the daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, College Hoops betting guide in March with the bracket breakdowns, full access to vsin.com, and the betting splits. Updated with DraftKings Odds every five minutes, vsin.com slash pro. to subscribe today. Wes, we're coming to the All-Star break in the association. Three games in the NBA tonight. It's 136-129. Warriors over the Jazz with 344 to go. So we got a good one going into the break yeah, in Salt G- Lake City.
3: Yeah, Jazz have made a uh, nice little run here outscoring the Warriors 27-16 uh, here. In the fourth quarter, Clay Thompson with 35 uh, for the Warriors. Our Curry prop went over five and a half assists. He's got 12 and 10. Draymond actually has 23 for the Jazz tonight. Uh, uh, Colin Sexton with 32. And uh, uh, remember, uh, Kevonte George, uh, who played at Baylor, Keontae George, I should say, He's got 33. Laurie Markkinen with 17. Laurie Markkinen, by the way, going to be one of the three-point shootout contestants on All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. So, eight-point lead for the Warriors with 3:35 uh, left to go. Warriors minus seven and a half, 285 and a half on the total. One game that did go final. The uh, Grizzlies do hang on to beat the Bucks, 113 to 110. Uh, Damian Lillard no good at the buzzer from three. Not that Memphis, I think, was like a plus six fifty on the money line tonight. Yep.
1: Fourteen point underdog, plus six or seven dollars, and gets the win one thirteen one ten. And you look and bucks.
3: you look at who they started tonight. Uh, Memphis, uh, Zaire Williams, remember him from uh, Stanford? Santi Aldama, uh, who uh, uh, played at Loyola Maryland. Jordan Goodwin, who I believe they just signed from the grit of the Suns, just because they needed healthy bodies, uh, uh, started. Uh, Vince Williams Jr. And Trey Jemison, and you and I follow college basketball closely. It's like I had to look up where some of these guys played. I was like, oh, Jemison, oh, he played at UAB. Then then it kind of clicks in my mind. Uh, So, yeah, uh, not a lot of depth tonight. Uh, uh, Lamar Stevens, uh, formerly from Penn State, he got some run. He had 13 off the bench. And then uh, Gigi Jackson, who played at South Carolina. Like, this is a G League team, essentially, that the Grizzlies put out. Obviously, no (laughs) Ja Morant, no (laughs) Brandon Clark. Uh, no Marcus Smart, no Triple J, no Jaron Jackson Jr., no Desmond Bain. You know, essentially, like no no Stephen Adams, and now the Adams obviously been traded, but none of these guys were starters to to start uh, the season, yeah, and, they a really just, bad and they just loss beat the Bucks.
1: the Bucks. You know, you can say you were distracted on the last game, didn't didn't have the focus you needed on the last game before the All Star break, but look at the the players in the Bucks lineup tonight, and what the Grizzlies had. That's inexcusable to lose that game. They're, I'm they're, telling you, it's not going to end well for Doc Rivers. They are three and, and seven
3: gonna, uh, yeah. straight up and against the spread since uh, uh, Doc, Doc took over there in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, hey, uh, one one thing I do, I like this Twitter account. Uh, there it has some really cool nuggets. Uh, we were just talking about Caitlin Clark earlier in the segment. This at Opta Stats that Caitlin Clark scored or assisted on 79 points for uh, Iowa women's basketball tonight. That's the most. By any women's player in any game in the last 25 years. Well, when you score over 100, that's not surprising, but still. uh, uh, Caitlin Clark, the absolute draw in women's college basketball. uh, And I'm sure the South Carolina folks are pretty jealous about that, too, because it's like we're undefeated and we're number one, but. You didn't win the championship last year when you were in the same role, so let's see if uh, they'll do it again.
1: South Carolina and Iowa played on a neutral, talking about women's hoops. I'd make South Carolina at least an eight-point Yeah,
3: favorite. yeah, I I think, I think so as well. So uh, uh, Dawn Staley's team, clearly the team to beat, but Caitlin Clark pretty much been the show in college basketball this year.
1: You get two-to-one or a little bit better on the South Carolina women to win the whole thing, did you take it? <sighs> I mean, I don't really see a team that could beat South Carolina, but. Yeah,
3: yeah, I don't need because I do kind of feel like this is the redemption because uh, remember they lost in the semi, in the in the semifinals to Iowa and then uh, uh, Kim Mulkey and uh, LSU uh, went ahead and won it last year. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like the, I, I feel like you know knowing kind of how Don Staley is wired that it's like okay. We're, we're, we're not going to let, let this go. By the way, uh, for blood. at DraftKings yeah. right now, uh, South Carolina is plus
1: 125. Ah, well, Iowa, okay. 850. Last, LA... Okay, last week I was looking, I yeah. saw plus 215 yeah. somewhere, and I, I thought that might be worth it. I'm not betting plus. Iowa,
3: 850. But... LSU, 9 to 1. UConn, 12 to 1. Stanford, 14. UCLA, 20. Texas, 25.
1: Utah Jazz shooting the lights out tonight. How about this? 22 for 45 from three-point range. This is a two-point game all of a sudden. 121 Hmm. to go, 137-135. Warriors barely holding on to the lead, and it looks like Stephen Curry going to the free throw line, so it's going to be a four-point lead here in a second.
3: I was going to say, that's why maybe don't buy into the Warriors' Warriors. All that quickly because, man, they're they're having some trouble closing out games. Uh, Remember, they got beat. I mean, Steph with the three aside. I just jinxed him. He He missed the first free throw. 92.7% leads the NBA, uh, you know, is basically automatic like Ray Allen or Reggie Miller from the foul line. Not on that one. But, look, with the exception of Steph uh, hitting the three at the buzzer to beat Phoenix on Saturday night, Remember, they couldn't close out the Lakers in overtime that previous Saturday before. Couldn't close out the Clippers last night and struggling uh, with this uh, Utah Jazz team that right now, I think, is just behind the Warriors. I think the Warriors are at the 10 spot right now, and I think the Jazz are the 11 at 26 and 29. So three back in the loss column are Utah.
1: All right, so that's actually not the last game before the All-Star break because we're uh, just starting the second half in Portland tonight with the T-Wolves and the Blazers, and uh, Minnesota up 15 out of the half.
3: Yeah, how about that? 38-16, and best in the West. Uh, Chris Finch uh, actually going to be the uh, All-Star coach for the Western Conference. Now, unlike Doc Rivers, he's actually earned it. And his staff in the Minnesota Timberwolves, Ant-Man, by the way, uh, he was questionable, did play. He's got 16 in the first half, 66-51 over this rebuilding Portland team.
1: All right, we got to uh, update the Pac-12. So UCLA held on and gets the win. The money was on Colorado overnight. Well, it was on the wrong spot. UCLA 64-60. That's the final. Little Mick Cronin can coach, man. He, he is uh, – Working some sort of miracle with this Bruins team, and don't team.
3: think Ohio State won't be won't be at least giving him or his representation a call.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Obviously, Sean Miller and Xavier's going to get a call. Mm-hmm. I think, as he should.
3: Lamont Paris, the South Carolina coach based in roots in Ohio. Uh, I've been hearing uh, from the sources. Uh, Greg McDermott. I don't want to disturb any Creighton fans out there, but Greg McDermott and his people are shopping himself around for uh, some of these big jobs.
1: McCronin obviously came from Cincinnati, and he would probably welcome the idea of going back to Ohio.
3: Right. Look, look Ohio State has great resources. Right. They, they have a great NIL. They have tons of money. Ohio State, people don't think, because maybe they haven't, won the, they haven't won the championship some of these other programs have, Ohio State is like one of the top ten jobs in college basketball. And there's uh, very few coaches that wouldn't leave where they are to take that job.
1: Also in the Pac-12 tonight, Washington, a four-point home favorite, 85-65 over Stanford. Good one for Mike Hopkins, who really needs it. Uh, He's on a hot seat in Seattle. Washington State, right now in position to be the number two team out of the Pac-12 into the NCAA tournament. Cougars, nine-and-a-half-point home favorites against Cal. Yeah,
3: they're up 18. Washington State
1: up. Big in the second half. What's the, What yeah, do you got?
3: Yeah, 62-44 uh, to 44 with okay. 11.04 to go. I was a little bit tempted on Cal thinking, okay, Washington State just won three games on the road. They just beat Washington in the Apple Cup, basketball version, and then they swept the Oregon school. So it's like, okay, is this team, you know, is this a little flat spot against a Cal team that's not overwhelmingly talented but a team that I think plays hard? And uh, Washington State now up 18, 10, 19 left to go. That was a good leave off. Uh, Wazoo minus 17 and a half,
1: I mentioned uh, Ian McDonald, who's been a V-CIN contributor, and uh, he lives in Illinois. And he was passing on some ATS info to me about the Western Illinois Leathernecks. And Wes, I told him I would pass it on to you because I know you follow this conference closely I'm yeah. all over the Summit League. Are kidding about me? about how good Western Illinois is on the road. And tonight, the Leathernecks three-point favorites at Tennessee Tech. And Ian McDonald's alma mater wins 62-55. Leathernecks get the win.
3: How yeah, about that? Uh, uh, 16 and 10 uh, overall are the Leathernecks. Uh, First-year head coach Chad Boudreaux. In the Ohio Valley Conference. I think uh, WIU is part of that three way tie in second. The class of the Ohio Valley, by the way, I said Summit League, I meant the Ohio Valley. Uh, right, Ohio Valley, uh, Moorhead State, 21 team already. They are 11 and 2. And then Little Rock, UT Martin, Western Illinois, right behind at 9 and 4. I'm not, yeah, like I'm used to like Murray State being in the Ohio Valley and Belmont and all this change. But uh, uh, Moorhead, uh, very happy to pick up the scraps.
1: You got so many games on a college basketball rotation on a night like this. That's what makes it so great as a better if you're into it. All these small conference games. Mm-hmm. It's not just Big Ten, Pac 12, and some of these Big West games. You got a lot of games on this card tonight. I know Greg Hoops Peterson can break them all down. He's going to be uh, hosting the show after us tonight. We're going to take a look at the Saturday college hoops card when we come back after a quick break here on VCEN tonight, so stay tuned.
3: This is vsin tonight with matt humans and wes reynolds on vsin the
0: sports betting network
1: everyone's been busy with football which is why the vsin experts have just released our free nba at the break betting primer gets a free guide today and bet the nba smarter with futures bets eastern and western conference analysis and betting tips for the rest of the season as uh, we look ahead to the second half, vcin.com slash guide to get your free copy today. Free copy, vcin.com slash guide. And it's not really the second half, Wes. We're past the halfway point in the 82-game season. A lot of teams have played 55 or more games. The Warriors go into the break 27-26 and 26 after a win tonight in Salt Lake City. And I mentioned this earlier in the show at DraftKings. Today. Stephen Curry under 30 and a half points was the most bet player prop points prop for tonight's three games in the NBA easy win for the players.
3: Yeah, I was actually on over assists at uh, at five and a half. I did not play the under points. Uh, and he did go the full game because that was a three-point game down the stretch. So uh, Steph, of course, will be on the uh, Western Conference All-Stars, uh, as he usually is, will be coming off the bench. And uh, uh, kind of a little interesting wrinkle. Uh, I know the All-Star Weekend's lost a little bit of its luster because the dunk contest isn't what the dunk contest was that we grew up on. But uh, going to have the three-point shootout, uh, uh, that, which is kind of my favorite event. They have the skills challenge. Uh, three-point shootout, by the way. Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, Lori Markin, and Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. How the hell did Trey Young get in the three-point shootout? He's an awful shooter.
1: No stepping. He's an awful shooter. No, no Curry?
3: Well, Steph is going to actually have an event, though. Oh, I know. But it he... is Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. I get it. One-on-one. On one. But Curry's not in the main NBA three-point shoot. He team, is not. Right? Uh, dunk contest, by the way, only four contestants. Jalen Brown, Jaime Jaquez. All right. Mac McClung. Oh, no. Nah. From the Osceola Magic G League, who is, I believe, I saw like a minus-190 favorite, and Jacob Toppin uh, from Man. the Knicks.
1: What's the difference? Michael Jordan, Mac McClung. I know. Yeah. I mean, we grew up, man. That, I told you that dunk house, that t- contest I well, attended. I watched a highlight clip last week on Twitter. And this is awesome because you tend to forget how great some of these players were in the 80s or 90s. I know that uh, guys like JVT feel like the history of the NBA started in around 2000. <laughs> like about everything <clears throat> else. Yeah. Dominique Wilkins, one of the best dunkers you're ever going to see in your life, including all the players today. Dominique Wilkins was a fierce dunker, man.
3: The slam dunk contest, I told you uh, when I was uh, in 1985, I was actually at the last uh, All Star weekend there in Indianapolis. Uh, the All Star Saturday was in the Market Square Arena, and then the All Star game was at the Hoosier Dome. Check out this dunk contest Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler, <laughs> Dr. J, wow. Daryl Griffith. Larry Nance, Orlando Woolridge, and Terrence Stansberry. About
1: a lot of the best dunkers in the history of the game. Yes, yeah.
3: yes. Terrence Stansberry is, by the way, the local pacer had that fifty in the first round. The only back when you had to like really do something to get a fifty, and uh, you know, it ended up being a uh, uh, Dominique Wilkins beating Michael in the final. So, 1985, last time uh, All Star uh, weekend was in Indianapolis.
1: If you search Twitter, I, I don't know where to find that, but that Dominique Wilkins' highlight video of his ducks is just incredible.
3: Dominique, I think, is one man. of the more, like, swept on great players right. of our era. Like, he does not get the credit he deserves. Some of great
1: games he had against the Celtics.
3: Yeah, because he wasn't really what I, you'd call a great shooter. I didn't win championships. man, what a, what a slasher. was a
1: great jump shooter and didn't win championships. No, like yeah, he was guys, in so. Atlanta,
3: and yeah. he just didn't have the help that Boston and Detroit and those teams had.
1: I said we were going to look at the Saturday college hoops card. You know where Dominique Wilkins played college basketball Georgia. Georgia, Bulldogs. Well, Georgetown is a 10.5 point underdog to Villanova tomorrow. And the other game that we're going to talk about a little bit more, New Mexico at San Diego State. Kawhi Leonard, former Aztec. And uh, San Diego State right now, 6.5 point favorite at DraftKings, seven here at Circa, most other books. And New Mexico off that one-point win at Nevada two nights ago where Jamal Mashburn Jr. hit two threes at the end, and the Lobos pulled that one out of the fire 83-82. They did,
3: man. They made clutch shots. I thought Uh, I was going to get there if my my, uh, Nevada money line uh, was not able to do so bad play. We talked about that, of course. How do you feel
1: about this? How is this situation? So the Lobos, you know, they go on this trip. After dropping two at home to Boise and UNLV, they definitely need to get a win on this road trip. Well, they got one in Reno. Does that take the edge off a little bit when they go to San Diego State here because they wanted to get one on this trip and yeah. they already got it? And uh, the Aztecs are off that second half where they blew out Colorado State 41-11. to 11. and um, I think God, it, it could. This numbers, you know, and these teams played in Albuquerque and the Lobos wanted a blowout.
3: Is San this, Diego State, though, is stunk on the road, even though they oh, did no win doubt. at Gonzaga.
1: No, it's, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So I, I'm saying is this payback. This number looks a little bit high to me at yeah. seven, but I really don't like the way it sets up. I'm I, Right now, it's going to be a no play unless I just change my mind I, overnight and to, or tomorrow.
3: I, that might be a money line parlay, but I'd lay it before I took it with uh, with uh, San Diego State because I think, you know, when a team got down and they came back, you know, how, how do they treat it? Does it give you confidence? Like, hey, it doesn't matter how much we're down. We can always come back. Or is it like – Look, fellas, we were down big in the first half. Let's come out and take care of business against these guys. And uh, I'm guessing it's going to be the latter uh, for uh, San Diego State.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to play that game. Yeah, that's a high uh, number.
3: But they've been high the last couple games, too. That was a high number the other night against Colorado State. It was high against Utah State. And they've covered both times. But numbers are getting bigger down at Viejas.
1: Kind of like what you said about Moneyline line parlaying that, but I'm yeah. not sure what you parlay it with. Yeah,
3: yeah, you have to find because it's find it's a short board on 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 Friday here. Uh, I believe, uh, you know, there, it's mostly small conferences, mostly Ivy League, and mostly the MAC Metro Atlantic Athletic M- Conference, double A C. Yes, uh, and uh, <clears throat> a couple other a couple other off the board games, uh, a couple MAC games too, Ohio Toledo. Let's
1: get on to Saturday's guard yes. here. How about uh, Creighton at Butler? What do you make the number there? And also, man, those two teams just a week ago on Friday night played a 99-98 game in Omaha. Butler got the win. You think it's going to be payback for Creighton maybe? Butler's already suffered one home loss in a payback situation this yeah. week against Marquette.
3: I'd be tempted to play the under. I want to see what the total is is, is going to be. Uh, uh, Butler-Marquette went under the other night, 78-72, to 72, uh, uh, and uh, Creighton uh, also went under the other night uh, in their – well, well, no, they went over. Okay, they went under against Xavier and then went over against Georgetown. So, yeah, look at this. uh, Maybe Creighton won one and a half at Butler.
1: Sounds about right to me. Texas at Houston. We were uh, doing the show. We watched the first game between these teams, and uh, that was January 29th. That was an overtime game where Houston pulled it out 76-72. Uh, Texas right now, I would say still a team, a little bit on the bubble, even though the big 12 is going to get a bunch of teams in Texas five and six in league play 16 and eight, and probably going to be getting,
3: I'd say nine and a half. I was going 10. to say 10.
1: Yeah. going to say 10.
3: Yeah. That's, that, sure. that's what I think it's going to be. That's going to be a, an early afternoon game. I'm just looking through uh, some of the Saturday matchups because I usually start with the top 25 and, uh, uh, work my way down from there. Uh, Two teams I want to kind of fade off big wins that are playing against each other, and that's Iowa State against Texas Tech up in Ames. I don't like to go against Cyclones in Ames. Texas Tech, I I would lean them, but, man, they just beat Kansas. That was their win of the year, probably their performance of the year uh, as they killed the Jayhawks without McCullough so. Two teams I want to go against there, actually.
1: Stay away from that one, probably. uh, The game of uh, the day, Saturday. Maybe the game of the week, Marquette at UConn. That's on Fox. I think our buddy Tim Brando is going to be on the call for that one. And uh, that's number four, Marquette, number one, UConn. Yeah. And what do you make UConn here? Seven? Mm, Yeah,
3: I think that that would be fair. And and I actually... You know, these, this is that, too, where it's like you get the – both teams are on the fat and happy scenario where they've won several in a row. But whenever they play, those two teams in that same scenario play, I usually am going to lean with the dog. And that's what I think I might do here with Marquette on Saturday.
1: Kansas off that 29-point beatdown loss at Texas Tech is at Oklahoma. And Check the McCollar
3: status. We don't obviously, know Kevin McCollar's
1: status. I mean, if he's not going to play, I'm not going to bet Kansas. Mm-hmm. All right, Kentucky's at Auburn. Got to talk about this one. Auburn just beat South Carolina by forty. Uh, let's see. Auburn was a 10, 11 eleven. We'll let's say eleven point favorite against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. What do you make Auburn here? Nine?
3: They're probably nine, nine and a half, maybe close to ten uh, against Kentucky. Obviously, Auburn 101 points against a really good, pretty solid defense based on tempo in terms of slowing it down with uh, South Carolina. But, you know, did Kentucky, do they breathe a sigh of relief uh, uh, snapping that home losing streak, beating Ole Miss, covering that number on Tuesday? And and, and maybe they do. And maybe they do. Uh, You know, Cal and Pearl, you know, uh, I don't think dislike each other, but there's a competitive tension certainly between those two guys.
1: All right. More college hoops, uh, more golf as we wrap up the show. Didn't want to drop a word in to uh, to continue recapping the Super Bowl because we had two guests on tonight to talk about that. So we'll wrap up the show here in a couple minutes. The sports betting network.
0: This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes
3: Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network.
1: Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, new players can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet, up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. Official sports betting partner of the NBA promo code Vsin. Wes, uh, you going to have any action on the NBA All Star Weekend? The game? Are you going to bet the three point shootout? I
3: promise. will do that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really like to bet the game, and they've changed the format. But uh, we'll do the three point shootout. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are there? Are there any lines for the or for the uh, celebrity game tomorrow uh, night? Case. Are no. we going to break down the uh, celebrity game for the people as right. we uh, close out the show tonight? No, or?
1: no we're not not going to talk about Justin Bieber or whatever clowns are playing Te- that Team game. Team <laughs> Shannon, uh, Shannon <laughs> Sharp against Team Stephen A. Is that, no, is that what it is? That's what it All is. Right, that, end of discussion. We're not talking about that. Here are your coaching All staffs, right. by no, the way. We, we don't care. We're not talking about that. That's enough. That's that's garbage. <laughs> it is. That, that's garbage. Circuit College Hoops Challenge continues tomorrow night, week three. At the top of the standings, Greg Hoops-Peterson of ESEN at eight and two against the spread Bobby Bucketts Brewbeck of Austin, Texas at seven and three, David Denineen of Reno seven and three and uh, Jim Root, Chicago handicapper at six and four. Jim Root is
3: by the way very despondent about his Milwaukee Bucks. I was uh, noticing on Twitter as uh, they lose as 14 point favorites tonight in Memphis uh, so uh, probably just gonna get worse. A despondent uh, Jim Root a despondent Dan Miller uh, back there behind the glass as
1: well circuit college hoops challenge on friday night the lineup wes reynolds is going to appear on the show will hill the defending champ is going to be my co-host tomorrow night for three hours on this show and uh, nick bogdanovich of Circuit sports will join us wes reynolds aaron moore jim root and ken thompson that's a lineup of handicappers on a friday night show and um
3: at will be about what three or four uh, Rockstar energy drinks or uh, Red Bulls deep into that appearance.
1: Thompson trying to bounce back. He went four and one in the first week and one and four in week two. I take it. <laughs> I'm look. I'm still looking up at him. The defending champ Will Hill at three and seven, uh, so he's looking to get hot too. So we move into uh, week three on Friday night on this show. Wes, you're going to be on at seven p.m. Pacific. Jim Root at eight uh, tomorrow night. Will Hill is my co-host. And again, a programming note that starting Monday night, this show is going to move back two hours. So if you watch or listen to this show every night, remember next week, every year, v Sin shifts the schedule a little bit after the Super Bowl for um, the spring and summer months. And then we might adjust it again in August. But this show is going to be moved back two hours from 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific. It's still a three-hour show. We're still right here. It's just going to be a little bit later each night, and then the show's going to replay overnight before Follow the Money with Mitch and
3: Paul. Yeah, so on the West Coast, uh, the last thing before you you hit the sack, and on the East Coast, the first thing before you wake up, uh, 4 to 7 Eastern time. Uh, I'm trying to uh, map out your day, recap the day that we saw, and then look ahead to uh, the day that is upcoming.
1: i got to go home do some uh, work on the Saturday College Hoops card tonight and uh, get some numbers ready for this game. The last game on the board. I've had good luck with the last game on the board this week. Nevada at UNLV. That's 8.30 p.m. Saturday night in Vegas. And I uh, think UNLV is a slight favorite in that game. But that's a tricky handicap with Nevada off that one point lost in New Mexico. And the Rebels, I believe, have won five in a row. And they escaped last night at Fresno, winning by two, 67 to 65. Survived the last second three-point attempt by the Bulldogs mm-hmm. in that one. I did cover with Fresno plus five last night. Not as many high-profile games this week on the Card West, but uh, plenty of matchups. And yeah. the top game is Marquette at UConn by far.
3: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, uh, there's still a, still a very small Sunday schedule, too, Uh you know, surprising that, you know, they're stacking so many of these on Saturday and not having more Sunday games with no uh, football competition now. But uh, I still behind the eight ball on that scheduling.
1: One of the better games on Sunday is Purdue at Ohio State, maybe. But that's yeah. not going to be part of our contest. F-
3: F- FAU South Florida also very yeah. good Sunday morning.
1: David Deneen, who's tied for second in the contest, says, Dominique Wilkins, find me any video of him dribbling with his left hand. Below average defender, didn't make anyone better. Overrated player. But he oh, was a great dunker, Wes. That's what we were talking about. Dominique, the dunker. No, we, he, he was a 32% three-point shooter for his career. Yes. He did not win championships, but he was a great dunker. That's what we were talking about. The human highlight film. What he was, known he was
3: also a nine-time All-Star and uh, also a, the uh, NBA scoring champion. And, uh, uh, Dave's, uh, Dave so I don't, I don't know if he's that overrated.
1: Dave's picking apart his uh, inability to dribble with his left hand.
3: Okay. Yeah, he maybe didn't have the complete game, but the game that he did have was good enough.
1: Let you and Dave go at it on this topic. Okay. Below average defender, overrated player, David Denny. He says about Dominique Wilkins. Might be the best dunker of that era, even better than Jordan. Mm-hmm. The windmill dunks—yes, he just threw it down with force. College hoops Saturday card. Have you had, have you had a chance to uh, look ahead to it yet? Or you,
3: I I, no? I have not. I, yeah. That that actually uh, was what we were doing just now, and uh, you know, just kind of looking to see if maybe I can I can find any spots. Uh, I will be doing. Uh, a lot of that tomorrow afternoon in the, in the early. I'll throw evening. one
1: more Big Ten game at you. How about Illinois and Maryland? Is that going to be a tricky spot for the Illini?
3: Uh, very well could they be. They
1: lost well, at home to the Terps about a month ago. Oh, that?
3: And, and one thing, too, is that, uh, is that uh, I remember having Maryland in that game. But one thing uh, uh, to look at as well is that Maryland has not been as dominant as they were at home last year. Like, they've been better on the road on the Big Ten where they didn't win a game last year, so no no more room for improvement. Well, I think uh, last
1: season they lost every road game in the Big Ten. And they won, they won every home, home, game, won every home uh, but, game. But yeah. but
3: they've already lost uh, three at home in conference play. Lost to Purdue, lost to Michigan State, lost to Rutgers, but have won at Iowa and also have won at Illinois, as you just mentioned. Uh, I think this is going to come Illinois maybe like minus 2.5 on the road. Illinois, of course, off a huge win. Uh, over Michigan on Tuesday. I think Illinois, I think, hit 12 threes. Yeah, they scored like 1.37 points per possession, which is a great offense, but very abysmal defense for Michigan. So could be. I mean, it's a payback spot. It's two straight road games, by the way, for Illinois. They got to go to Maryland, then they got to go to Penn State on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I feel like Maryland is one of those teams – that I know you were saying. Here's who the Big Ten teams I think are going to be in the tournament. I noticed you didn't mention Maryland. I did and not I know why, him. because 14 and 11 and six and eight. Even though they do have a couple good wins, this is a win you got to get. I think if you're if you're uh, if you're uh, uh, Kevin Willard and the Terps.
1: I mentioned David Denine. He was a shooting guard at Cal Poly. I assume he could dribble with his left hand. He was a very good three point. You, know, you shooter. don't
3: you don't play in the Big West if you can, right?
1: Cal Poly took a 30. 30- Point loss to Hawaii tonight.
3: Cal Poly uh, Poly has has not won a game in conference
1: play. Right. It was an eight and a half point home dog in that game. Hawaii is at UC Santa Barbara on Saturday night. Santa Barbara took a 15 point loss at UC San San Diego tonight. Our buddy Bruce Marshall, who was on the show last night, was at UC San Diego to watch the Tritons win that blowout. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to golf, and we're going to wrap up the show here, Wes. Uh, Patrick Cantley, we both have on Futures in the lead by one stroke after going seven under in the first round of the Genesis at Riviera. Who would you say keep your eye on in round two, if you want to bet adjusted odds at this point or just players to watch headed into the weekend? Hmm.
3: Yeah. I lo- and, and look, I, I don't think, I don't think we're far from home free with, uh, with oh, Patrick. No, long way it's to just, go there. It's, yeah. it's, just the uh, first round, but you know i think when i'm uh you know just looking over the willie second z, round jordan
1: spieth are those guys going to be threats? I, on the I, I
3: do think willie i i hope willie z hangs around uh and at 16 to 1 he's not probably the worst live ad in the world if you don't have him uh uh benny on uh would be one i would look at 28 uh, i think he's about 25 or to 30 to one somewhere in that range Just three shots back, gained 2.5 strokes with this ball striking. And when I talk about ball striking, I'm talking strokes gained off the tee plus strokes gained approach. So Benny on Willie Z uh, would be uh, good outright ads if you do not have them.
1: All right. Got some things to uh, talk about the San Francisco 49ers, too. I'm going to do that on tomorrow night's show with Will Hill, my co-host. We'll talk a little NFL and a lot of college hoops on the Friday night show. It's going to be week three of the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Wes, get ready to fire. Got to bounce back this week.
3: Yeah, I know. I've I've, I've been uh, taking the pipe the first couple weeks, uh, so I uh, got to try to make this uh, competitive.
1: I'm gonna work on that one tonight. And uh, I don't like the way the schedule sets up Saturday. I really like last Saturday's schedule quite a bit, but we we'll have to. Just uh, means you got to do a little bit more work on it. Work harder to try to find winners. On Saturday, thanks to Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review Journal and Larry Beal, sports anchor in San Francisco, for guesting on tonight's show, and a big lineup on Friday night here on VCN tonight. Greg Hoops Peterson coming up at
0: Bed Three Six Five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar—whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.